Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about transmog in Destiny. A lot of people have wanted it to come into the game. I've been against it, but I came up with an idea of how it could work. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage, or follow me on Twitter at say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. Come on into the stream and hang out with us. If I'm not live, you can follow the stream by clicking the heart button. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting the like button and the subscribe button is a free and easy way to support what I do. And this is being recorded on April the 30th of 2019. So if there's any updates or any things that have happened, keep in mind these are recorded live. So sometimes things, you know, happen in the news. I don't think they're going to address transmog to make my video irrelevant or anything, but you never know. So transmog is something that's been requested a lot. I'm going to tell you what it is because a lot of people watching this video are probably like, what in the heck is transmog? Oh, no, don't worry. I'll tell you what it is before I get into the actual talk and kind of give my thoughts on it. But people have been asking it for it for a while now. Anytime we have these discussions in Q&A sessions, people kind of ask me, what do I think? Should they add it? Should they, you know, should it be in the game? They want to have that freedom of what they look like. I have generally pushed back on it, but then the other day when we were going back and forth about this, I actually had to agree that it would be useful and maybe even needed. We were discussing my idea about every planet having armor sets with benefits for that planet and then combining that with a loadout system and the collections to make it easier for you to swap your loadouts. Well, somebody was like, well, everybody's going to look the same anytime you're on a given planet because they're going to work to get the full set and we're all going to look the same. I had to agree that would be a bit of a bummer and I thought, oh, here's a way they could do it. So I'm going to I'm gonna put how they could do it at the end of the talk, okay? So I'm going to make you wait. But first, I want to describe to you what transmog is, give you examples of it in other games. Then I want to talk about Destiny's identity. I want to talk about why I've been against it and why if they were to do this I would want them to do it in the way that I'm going to prescribe because I don't want the game to lose part of its identity so what is transmog transmog is the ability to change the appearance of an item to take on the appearance of another so a very simple version of transmog would be to go in here and let's say you had a really really great role on the plate of the great hunt you got this from the raid and you got a good roll on it and you liked it but you didn't like how it looked you're like i want to make this look like the scatterhorn plate that i'm wearing well transmog would let you go in and change the appearance of this chess piece now the big question mark would always be like well does the name change how do people know it's been transmogged we'll get to that at the end of the talk so basically what this would do is it would be a way for you to get rolls that you like, but then change the appearance of the armor. And this is something that actually, if you've ever played Diablo 3, you're you're very much familiar with transmog. Diablo 3, you go in, I think there's an actual NPC that you go up to, and that NPC can change the appearance of your gear and say, oh, I need this to look like this or that. Now, I think the way they do it in Diablo 3, you have to have gotten that gear at some particular point in time. You can't just be like, oh, I want this to look like Trials gear. If you've never gotten Trials gear, it, it probably wouldn't be possible if they followed the same rules that are in Diablo 3. Now, I've been against this for a really, really long time. It's been a common request. Anybody who plays games like Diablo would would potentially ask for this. Uh, and, I, and I actually think it wouldn't fit, and I'm going to give a couple of reasons why. Now, I am going to say how they could do it at the end, but I want to talk about why I've been against it. So let's talk about Destiny's Identity. All of the weapons in in Destiny, all the weapons and gear, have a look, a feel, and an identity from their place of origin. So when you look at the guns and armor from the Leviathan, they're vastly different from what things look like 
in the Scourge of the Past raid. Very, very different. Obviously, you go all the way back to Destiny 1. I think some of the best-looking guns they've ever created are from the King's Fall raid. It's a shame those guns weren't that great. The machine gun and the Defiance of Yasmin were pretty good, and maybe the Pulse. Everything else is pretty not, not very good in comparison to the rest of the weapons at the time. But from an art, from an art standpoint, from an aesthetic standpoint, those weapons were amazing because they're the only weapons in the game that look like that, okay? So you had to be careful with weapons. I, I actually think you have to be very, very careful with weapons for that reason. A really dope-looking threat level or the, you know, the machine gun from Kingsfall. Making another machine gun look like the machine gun from Kingsfall, I wouldn't really want that to be the case. I would really want to restrict this to armor for that reason. They put a ton of time into making guns look a certain way even if it's something as simple as a better devils, it's meant to look that way, in, in, especially raid weapons more than anything. The raid weapons for Last Wish are really, really cool looking. They obviously look inspired by the raid itself and changing those to look like other weapons or changing other weapons to look like raid weapons, I think would be a significant mistake. Armor is very similar. I mean, it's origin. You know, you look at the Tangled Shore armor sets compared to like EDZ or IO. They're very, very different in what they look like. And I think that's important to maintain that element and identity of Destiny, where you got the gear, where it came from, what's its name. Sometimes, you know, there's even a history behind it if it's an exotic. Obviously, we wouldn't ever want to bring transmog to exotics. But... Raid gear and exotics, I I would even actually go beyond exotics and say maybe even raid gear should not be something you can transmog uh, the other direction. Now, if you want to make your raid gear look different, that's one thing. I don't know if I'd be okay with people making, you know, public event space gear look like raid gear. Obviously, this could be tied to perks. If you can only get certain really, really dope perks from raid gear, that would keep you from doing that. You're not going to get a god roll pair of gauntlets, you know, from a public space or from the EDZ, unless they let us enhance perks with enhancement cores, which that's another debate entirely. They should let us use enhancement cores to enhance perks, and then that would be a better purpose for those, but that's another video. Uh, Having raid guns, or like uh, having raid gloves and perks with a Tangled Shore name just gets a little confusing, I think. So if you had, let's imagine they bring raid perks to the game like they did with Wrath of the Machine, like they did with King's Fall uh, and Vogue. If I, if you looked at my gear and you were like, hey, that guy's got, uh, got on gauntlets from the Tangled Shore, but he's got all these extra perks. Where do those come from? It could get confusing. Does the name of the does the name of the armor change? If the armor maintains its appearance, but it change I'm sorry, if it maintains its name but changes its appearance, that could be kind of confusing from a database standpoint, but as well from a standpoint of like people just walking around the tower looking at your loot. If you're playing Gambit or you're playing Crucible and they're inspecting, it's like, where did they get that gun? Where did they get that piece of armor? So let me outline how I think they could do this in a way that would be good. And I do apologize about the noise above me. Typically my kids aren't doing this right now because now is when I do these talks, but they're playing with toys above me on the wood floor. Sorry about the noise. Um, So how could it work? All gear could have an ornamental transmog slot. So similar to when you go in to look at your armor, there would be a spot right next to shaders that would be your transmog ornament, okay? So 
what you would not be doing is you would not actually be physically changing the gear. You wouldn't be changing the name. You wouldn't be changing anything. You would be applying a transmog ornament. So if somebody were to inspect this chess piece and be like, oh wow, his scatterhorn plate doesn't look like a scatterhorn plate. He made his scatterhorn plate look like ancient apocalypse plate, which I might actually do that because I really, really like the look of that. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Twilight Garrison, just very, very slightly. Okay? So you would look at my scatterhorn plate and it would look like the gambit chess piece. Okay? Well, you would automatically know it's a scatterhorn plate. Here's the roll. Here's the mod he's got on it. He's got a masterwork. He's, oh, that's the shader he's using. I love that color red. Oh, and he's using an ornamental, you know, transmog effect from the gambit gear. What this does is it's clear that you're just changing the appearance. You're not actually modifying the gear and changing what's going on. So you're not infusing it. You're not like, oh, the Scatterhorn plate now just looks like that. And people are like, well, where did he get that chess piece? I don't even know what that chess piece is from. They could figure it out very quickly by actually highlighting your ornament. And it would say what chess piece you were using for that ornament. This allows us to look how we want, and I think would pair very well with my loadout collection idea. If you took the time to grind the EDZ to get a full set of EDZ armor, and you got the benefits of the EDZ set, like when you're on the EDZ, if you wear a full set, there could be benefits, and that would be nice when you're doing a flashpoint. That would be nice if they allowed us to up the difficulty of the public spaces or strikes or whatever, and if there was a loadout system that pulled everything from the collections to save you inventory space, you could say, hit my loadout for the EDZ, it pulls everything over. Then you could transmog the EDZ set to look different if you didn't like it, especially, especially some of the really, really cool Eververse-looking armor. This is another element that they could benefit from if they actually sold the armor pieces that look really, really cool for purely ornamental purposes. Then that really cool, like, duster leather jacket one that the Warlock had from the Eververse at one time, I could say, dude, I'm going to buy that and I'm going to apply that to my to my gear. This doesn't serve purpose as a grind in and of itself. This would be a complement to a new grind where saying, hey, if you're going to be grinding for these full sets of armor on all the different planets and all the different activities, don't worry. You can still look the way you want when you're running a raid or you're on the EDZ or IO or whatever. Full sets allowing you to have perks, that long end game grind, but then giving you that sense of freedom to change your appearance. I think would be a really, really good look. Full sets by, you know, empowering you to get benefits, but not looking like everybody else. So, as with all of my content, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about transmog and destiny. I was traditionally against it, but we thought of a way that could be done. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. This is being recorded on April the 30th. Let's uh, jump right into the questions here. Uh, Froki, do you think Destiny 2 will be make or break with its expansion in September? If so, how do you keep the casual players engaged with Destiny? I'm not answering make or break questions anymore. These questions are tiring. I, I, I genuinely mean this. There are not make or break moments. There have never been make or break moments. They deliver content and the community reacts. Everyone thinks there's like this quintessential moment where if the content's not good enough, everybody walks away. 
Season of the Drifter is probably the lowest point that the game's been in in a while, um, but there's still plenty of people playing. So these questions are so not answerable because number one, we don't know what's coming in September. We don't know what opulence is going to do to the community. So it's almost impossible for me to give a good answer. So I'm just going to continue to bypass these questions because I don't think that they're, they're worthy of, they're not really worth answering at length. Uh, new start. What's your favorite exotic in D1, D2? I love the sleeper, uh, mainly because the the origin of it, when I started using it a lot, was, you know, Wrath of the Machine. I thought I think it's one of the cooler looking guns in the game, so sleeper is probably going to be my go-to across both games. Um, I do like trace rifles a lot in D2, but in D2 I don't really have a favorite exotic. 27 months from Short Saber, thank you. Um, <clears throat> Mick Cheshire says what are your opinion on or- armor ornaments I'm personally disappointed that Bungie seems to have moved away from it despite how cool the Age of Triumph raid ornaments were in D1 still heaps of potential with the system well that's one of the things I kind of outlined with the transmog system now obviously that's not an ornament that's a transmog ornament then you would need like an actual like ornament ornament that might get a little confusing but Ornaments during Age of Triumph were sort of born out of, we don't really have anything truly new to give you, so we're gonna give you, like, ornaments to chase. So, to a certain extent, you know, it, I I think to a certain extent, it isn't necessary, and it was kind of added again at a time where we didn't have a lot of content. So I'm not coming, I'm not, like, coming out of my chair, like, give us armor ornaments. I definitely think they could do more with it, but... You know, we'll have to wait and see if they ever decide to do ornaments for like raid sets or things like that. Rob says, "Is the PlayStation Five the best thing for Destiny spec-wise?" No way to know that, because uh, that's just a really strong console that nobody's played on yet. Uh, Subaru, should Bungie bring back old ornaments for the sake of them getting probably next to no use now? I didn't play much, if at all, during Curse of Osiris DLC, but I'm loving the Vigilance Wing, but can no longer get the ornament from that time. Yeah, I'm not actually sure how they should handle that, because I do think you should be able to get those ornaments. Now, sometimes they like to have that, like, oh, it's only available during this time. But at the very least, if you could go in and say, I really want the Vigilance Vigilance Wing ornament, can I buy it with dust? Or maybe actual money. Because I would think... I I don't know. I would think that there's an element of ornaments that can be used for the Eververse to be like, this is the only time that you're going to be able to get this ornament. And people are like, oh, I have to have it. That, I think, is is okay. Because they're just vanity items. And Bungie has to make money. Like, that's part of the process of being self-publishing is, you know, you use a... uh, you use a microtransaction system to kind of generate that revenue. They rotate the previous ornaments in the Eververse already, says Mac. Well, th- at the interval of with which they do it, I guess, you, you could maybe say, maybe each week they could have more old ornaments rotating through or something, just to give more opportunity. I don't know how often they rotate. I don't pay much attention to it. I'm always looking for the new stuff. Uh, Evil Clown. What do you think about the upcoming update or update on the nerf to Lunas and Not Forgotten? I did a whole video on this. I don't think this was the right decision. I think the real reason those guns stand out has been the case has been made by much better players than me that the difference hand cannons perform very poorly on console. 
there's bloom, there's bad recoil, their in-air accuracy is very poor, and so the 180s don't don't experience any of those things, so they win more gunfights. Slowing them down and nerfing the Magnificent Howl perk will probably help a teeny bit, but more than likely, you're still going to be able to use those guns to outgun most people, because you're not going to deal with the bloom, the recoil, and the bad in-air accuracy. Also, people may just start pivoting toward the service revolver to maintain the really nice fire rate, as well as the absence of bloom. Uh, and the absence of the bad air accuracy and the recoil and on and on down the line you go. So I would think that you're going to want to address that problem first. They should fix the disparity between the actual hand cannons before they start talking about nerfs and buffs. There's also an even more foundational problem. This discussion really drives home the idea that hand cannons are basically the go-to weapon. Surge 606. Transmog sounds interesting and have already heard some speak of it. Uh, Do you think that this would incentivize the art design team to make better looking armor if the analytics show that people use certain designs of armor? Well, this was an idea that I kind of put at the end of the video, like they could make money off of this. They could make really, really dope looking armor that instead of you periodically getting it from an engram or like buying it with, with bright dust, you could buy really dope looking armor with money and then guess what that armor has way more value to you because it can be applied to anything you buy a full armor set of the eververse stuff let's say for 10 bucks you really like it you really think it looks dope well the benefit of you doing that is it unlocks it in transmog ornaments so you can make anytime you get a better pair of gauntlets or a better helmet or a better chest piece maybe based off of stats maybe based off of you know, light level or power level, you can just transmog it to make it look the way that you want since you bought that armor set. So I would think that could be another way that this benefits both the community and Bungie. Uh, Masterclass. Do you think Bungie themselves would be against transmog? I think they would due to the fact that they do not like things you change certain armor colors. That's not intentional. They've continued to, to, to fix those things, like when exotics wouldn't take a shader, when pieces of exotics wouldn't take a shader. They've continued to work against that and to reverse that. So I don't think that's... A, that's that You're acting like that's their position. That's not their position. I think it's just sloppy. Sometimes they just forget, and then they update those things later. Working Blade. Instead of Transmog, do you think that Armor Perk Set Inherit would work better since that way you could name... The name wouldn't be a problem. The only reason this is a problem is because then you're working against the other idea that I think the game needs, which is armor sets with set bonuses, okay? If everybody goes into raids or certain activities with the same armor set on, that's kind of lame. But if we can all go into these activities with the full sets, we get the benefits, we get the better perks, but then we change the appearance of the armor with an armor, a transmog ornament, that's better. The name doesn't change, the perks are still there, people are like, oh, that's a raid helmet, he gets all the good raid perks and that new perk they added on raid gear, but he's got an ornament to make it look like something else. What you're talking about is inheriting perks. So you could take some garbage pair of gauntlets from EDZ and just inherit perks into it. And you're like, wait, how did you get those raid perks? How'd you get enhanced perks on those gauntlets? Well, you can't really get that question answered. You just look at it and you're like, oh, he must have infused the perks, I guess. To me, it makes more sense to be like, I got these gauntlets from X activity. That's where these perks come from. That's where these benefits come from. And I'm changing the appearance with an ornament. Subaru, what if transmog worked in a similar way ornaments worked during the faction rallies where each leg piece had a slot for each planet? 
Earth, IO, etc. So 500 kills on Earth, it would let you transmog from there. I think this is there. There's no need to put people through these hoops. You're making people jump through hoops just to change the appearance of an item, and I don't think that's necessary. Dragon Tat. Wouldn't it be a quality of life change allowing all armors minus exotics to be universal ornaments? No one really cares for destination or activity armor as there isn't perk associated to the set armor. But exotics need to appear as they are so the fire team with no mic knows what a guardian brings into an activity. Yes, obviously. um, I would agree with exotics need to be left off the table. But... Um, allowing all of them to be used as uh, ornaments, you're you're basically asking me, wouldn't it be good if they did the idea you talked about in the video? Like, I talked about this in the video. This is the exact idea that I promoted. Not an infusion system, not an actual physical change to the item, but an ornament. Um, and I think this would actually pair better with the, if there were set bonuses for EDZ armor, IO, Titan, or whatever, and then you could store that in your collection and then pull that out with a loadout system. Uh, Prune Gang. Because of the significantly less armor types in Destiny compared to WoW or Diablo, do you think it would cause fashion builds to look samey? I think you're understating how many armor sets there are in Destiny. If you open up collections and you go to armor, if you just look at open world, okay, there are a ridiculous number of sets just in open world. Then when you go to the factions, then you go to end game, then you go to leveling. Well, not leveling, I'm sorry. You go to factions, you go to end game, then there's the gambit sets, then there's the competitive sets. I, there's actually a lot of armor sets in the game. So no, we wouldn't look samey. Because if you got, let's say you go to end game, and you are running this new bulletsmith set from Scourge of the Past. You got a full set, and maybe it comes with a maybe it comes with a set bonus when you run the raid. And you're like, yes, this is gonna be my raid loadout, and I'm gonna run a full set of bulletsmith. But you don't want it to look like bulletsmith. You don't like the way the bulletsmith armor looks. Maybe you don't like the way the helmet looks. You're like, I like everything but this helmet. I like the chest piece, I like the big clunky arms, uh, you know, I like the boots. You like all of it, but you don't like the helmet. So then you go into open world and you're like, I actually think the midnight exigent helmet is better. And you get that and you throw the, you know, you throw a, like a, a, sh- a shader on there to make it match. Well, you're not going to look samey. How many people are going to do the exact combination that, they're, that you're doing, right? The problem is that most of those sets are reskins. False, inaccurate, and not true. Uh, Phoenix, not a reskin. Wing Discipline, not a reskin. Iron Remembrance, not a reskin. Iron Symmetry, not a reskin. Let's go to Gambit. None of these are reskins. These, especially these new ones. Those are those are new. All the open world sets. None of these are reskins. Um, none of these are reskins. Now, when you get into like Reverie Dawn, I think there's minor reskinning that happened. That's not true. Most of these sets are not reskins, especially when you go into the raid sets. When you go into factions, they're reskins, yes, because that's what they did with the factions. They took existing armor sets, and they emblazoned them with the faction stuff. Endgame armor, no, except for the two. These two sets are slightly similar, the two sets for the raid layers, but the Great Hunt sets, the Bulletsmith, it was a year one blue set. I mean, if they reskin a year one blue set, who the frick cares? Nobody would, you're not wearing it anyway, so why does it matter? I would actually say mathematically what you claimed isn't correct. There are reskins, but not most. 
not most most of the sets are unique or in some cases if it's a reskin blue set i don't really think that's a problem because no one was running around with a full blue set for what more than maybe a few minutes if that because i mean we burn through the blue sets very very quickly and keep in mind keep in mind that the ed uh, i'm sorry the the um the eververse sets you got to come to factions to find them the eververse sets are really cool you've got the revelry vernal growth sunbreak you've got star-crossed armor lustrous chromite dragonfly like some of these sets are ridiculously cool do you have any combinations you could come up with if you if you were like transmogging from the eververse there's so many things in here this is one of my this is one of the sets that i just think is so unfortunate to have it be an eververse set the star-crossed armor set is so cool it looks like something out of like elder scrolls or skyrim or something so those as well we're forgetting about those now the revelry sets are are, are are a reskin this helmet already exists but for a free activity i kind of expect that you know the eververse sets are unique the planetary sets are unique the end game sets are unique escalation protocol sets were re- unique i think there's a lot of armor sets in this game that folks may be uh may be overlooking Just in time. I'm not sure I agree with Destiny having a system like this. I feel like the grind is already paper thin, and this would remove more additional grind. I feel like instead of this, budget just allow more character customization. Like, you could add grenades to your chest piece, fabric, make it your own. Well, I your feedback isn't, isn't touching down on my entire argument, though. I'm not just saying just add transmog, right? Just add transmog. I'm saying transmog would pair really well with set bonuses and a loadout system that I talked about in another video. Why? Well, because if you get a full set for EDZ or the strike playlist or gambit or the raid and you want to wear that full set, well, that full set becomes what everybody wears whenever you're in that location. That's kind of boring. Well, transmog would help alleviate that PVP sets and the like, right? I would think that that would be that would be one of the reasons this would be needed. Now, if they just added this all by itself, then I would say you've got to you've got to consider that that you're right. It wouldn't really do anything. It wouldn't it wouldn't really be a, a, a massive amount of systems. It might, as you said, hurt the grind because you could be like, well, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna go get one. Um, I'm just going to go get one chess piece from the raid and I don't need anything else from the raid. So I get where you're coming from, but again, this idea was kind of born out of people saying, Lono, your loadout and planetary like sets idea is pretty good, but everybody would end up looking the same anytime you're on the EDZ or in a raid. And I was like, okay, Transmog actually does have a place in that world. Dragon's Hat. To add to my previous question, all Eververse armor needs to be just ornaments and take the perks out wouldn't this remove rng eververse should not have to be there in the first place you're not going to get rid of the eververse and you're also not going to dilute what's in the eververse the eververse is helpful um right the eververse is helpful destiny boy lono how can we make opulence better than black armory in season of the drifter 
if it will be pretty good for people that want to buy an annual pass. I mean, I this is a this is poorly written. I, I'm not quite sure what you mean. How can we make opulence better than Black Armory and Season of the Drifter? It will have to be pretty good for people that want to buy the annual pass. So what? Okay, so what you're saying is you're saying, how good does opulence need to be for people to want to buy the annual pass 2.0? I've, in my opulence hopes video, I think I touched on this. Like they really, really, really need to nail it. It needs to almost feel like its own DLC. It needs to seem like this is a significant installment into Destiny 2. Because if not, they've got to recapture and reinvigorate the base. Because then they're going to start promoting whatever's coming in September, and no one's going to give a crap. If you started promoting, uh, you know, annual pass 2.0 right now, it'd be a really bad time to do that. Player base numbers are down, and so is morale. Matrix. I know you said not to put ideas into Q&A, but what would you think? I'm going to do it anyway. What would you think of an ornament? Skipping your question. Mel Buggin. I'm not even reading it. Uh, how much do you think that the idea of transmog being wanted in Destiny is coming from PC-only players? Follow-up. Would any of this be a thing people could infuse and not look like butts with uninfused gear? Right, that's the question is what it cost I didn't even think about that. That's a good question. What it cost what it cost currency or something. Um now to your first question, is this primarily coming from PC players? I feel like transmog was a discussion that happened a reasonable amount when we played Destiny One. I can't say how often, but I feel like we talked about transmog during Destiny One. Uh I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain. So I don't know. I don't know if it's purely from PC players. Now, maybe the conversation's getting legs and traction because PC players are more accustomed to RPGs that have transmog. Now, when you say, would any of this be a thing if people could infuse and not look like butts with uninfused gear? Maybe, but maybe not. Because again, what I'm thinking is if Gambit Prime set bonuses and set, and you know, set pieces of armor sets if that's becomes normative if more activities get full sets and set bonuses you're going to start to have people feeling like we all look the same in the raid we all look the same in this activity we're all wearing the same stuff with minor differences that's when you'd want to start to empower players to feel like oh i can adjust how i look and really customize my appearance so that I, I think I do think that what you're talking about is a point that needs to be made though you know wearing junk gear because you can't infuse is probably part of this discussion but I think that's a separate issue like lack of player lack of player volition and decision making because of infusion and enhancement cores is actually like a separate issue it is slightly related but I think in general, transmog is not requested by people who lack the ability to infuse or are wearing, you know, butt cheeks looking armor because they can't infuse. I think most of the time transmog is requested by hardcore players who don't want all their full armor sets to look like everybody else. Uh, Morgan's baby daddy. So what if you tied the Eververse armor directly to a transmog system? So for instance, make the Eververse bounties function similar to how Iron Banner works. You complete one for a piece of armor. Completing the bounty unlocks the appearance of each piece. Um, I could probably get behind this more than what the other person suggested. We're like, go and get X number of kills on the EDZ. I think doing a bounty to unlock transmog on a particular piece, I could get behind that. Instead of just letting everything have transmog automatically, it could be something that you work toward. I, I'm not opposed to that. I would wonder 
Does that mean you can only unlock transmog on so many pieces a week? You wouldn't want to limit it too much. Pedro, I hate to beat the dead horse, but I am flabbergasted with the Luna Not Forgotten nerf. It seems to me it is pretty tone deaf from Bungie. Yeah, that's kind of the theme right now. I agree with the rate of fire nerf, really, uh, because it brings it more in line with other weapons. Magnificent Howl nerf uh, is outrageous to me, not mentioning the huge nerf to PvE. Don't you think this nerf just shows the player base doesn't matter how much grind you do, your time is not going to be respected. Sorry for the long one. No worries. Um, I actually think if the, the I don't think the fire rate nerf would be needed if they fix other hand cannons. I don't think if they because you got to think about this, you can three tap with a one fifty because of the impact. Okay, you can three tap. Bam. Bam, bam. I don't know if that's the that that might not be the fire rate rhythm of a 150. But if 150s didn't have the bloom, if they didn't have the bad recoil and the bad in-air accuracy, then you probably could get away with saying it's okay to have 180s in the game that are really strong, because a properly paced, well-shot 150 is going to three-tap. I don't necessarily know if, um. If here's the thing, if 150s could compete, then you might not need to do anything to the to, to the to the not forgotten and the Lunas. That's the big debate. We don't know because they haven't unified the way the weapons function. Until they unify the bloom and the recoil and the inner accuracy, once that's unified, then you could have a discussion about adjustments to Lunas and Not Forgotten. They're not addressing a foundational problem. They're 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 addressing like a symptom. And that symptom being addressed might not actually fix anything. The Pat Puck. Should Bungie let us wear two armor sets? One for vanity, the other for power. Can't wear stuff over exotics. I mean, you're not actually suggesting anything that's different than what I'm suggesting. I'm just suggesting it be an ornamental system on the item. And the reason you'd have it be an ornamental system on the item is if I highlight your raid chest piece, and you're like, it looks like the Tangled Shore. How'd you get a raid chest piece? How'd you get a Tangled Shore chest piece with enhanced sniper unflinching or whatever well i would be able to see oh it's a raid chest piece he's wearing that ornament i would see the name i would see the normal appearance of the of the weapon of the of the item right uh dan papa why are people so hooked on transmogs when the armor perks could be could use so much more love we've talked about armor perks before how much more powerful do you need to be are you going into any content right now where you're like man if they just gave us better armor perks i'd be that much more strong i think you can start to add really really insane builds and and perk combinations if you added a difficulty spectrum with the lack of difficulty spectrum you don't really need to min max you don't really need to max out the perks and the efficiency of the armor pieces so what you're ending up with to a certain degree is you would just make perks better and armor stronger and you wouldn't really feel that benefit in the game because you're already so dadgum strong you know you're already so strong it's like well I mean I'm getting this faster or this is making me stronger or this is making me faster it would affect crucible probably but it in large respect it probably wouldn't affect uh, PVE that much. Now, if they added difficulty spectrum, if you could set strikes and public events to 700, and it was really, really freaking tough, well, that's when you would say, I would really, really like these armor pieces to have extra perks, extra things turned on, extra power, 
right? Um, I don't get why people are asking for transmog when they should be asking for the removal of limited weekly loot drops. Why we can ask for both? I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Um, they cannot do ornaments for armor or weapons above what they are doing now. There are functional restrictions to the engine that are preventing this. So all we are uh, talking about today is have to wait until D3. You have literally no way of proving that, and I think I can prove you wrong. It's real easy to prove you wrong. I'm going to open up my menu. I'm going to go over to exotics, okay? And I'm going to go to the Thunderlord. And I'm going to go into the Thunderlord, and I'm going to change the ornament. The entire gun shape changes. That's a different gun. It's a different gun. Like, the core is there. The, you know, the core, the, this stuff back here doesn't change. I, you're, I think you're, you're living on another planet if you don't think we can do this. It, they already are. That's a completely different gun. That's a completely different gun. Polaris Lance Ornament. 100% different. Completely different gun. That does not look like the Polaris Lance at all when you when you toggle those two ornaments. Icolos Field Tuning and the Bray Legacy. And then I can go back to the normal look. The, the, this, this is already a system that exists in the game. It's the, the engine's not limited. You can add any ornamental system that you want. They did it for Pete's sakes. The, here's another example I can give you of where they did it. Go to Collections, go to Factions, and then go to the Solstice Armor. The Solstice Armor has its default... It's blue and it's green. It, you can make it look three different ways. This this is essentially ornamental transmog. That, that that is literally what I'm asking for. All you do is make this menu bigger. Like, oh, here's all the helmets. You know, they're already doing it. So I don't think you can prove what you're claiming that you're you know you're claiming that the engine's too limited when they're already doing it in the game. Now, if you're gonna try and claim that. Well, making it so every single Titan helmet is in that menu system would be ridiculous and they can't do it. I would want Bungie to come out and say that and then tell me why. Maybe, maybe, they could say each piece can only be transmogged into so many items or something. I don't know. But then that would be too limiting. Like, why would you even have it at that point? Uh, Unwits. Do you think each world should have its own set of super tough looking armor to go for that has perks on that world? Yeah, I have a whole talk on this. It's my loadout. Uh, it hasn't hit YouTube yet, so you're probably like, what video is he talking about? We did a talk in a Q&A about a loadout system and how they could work it with collections to where if you got a chess piece that you liked and you're like, oh, this tangled web plate is a nice chess piece and it's a good roll. I am going to store this in collections. That version then becomes your version in collections. Then you could go to collections and form a loadout. Okay? So you'd go to collections and you'd check raid, mark, boots, chest, and helmet along with Doomfang pauldrons and you would say, that's my raid loadout. So then when you come in here, you would say, go to my raid loadout, click it, boom, it changes all my gear, it pulls it from collections, it's not in my inventory, it's not in the vault and all my rolls are there that I earned, and then my raid loadout gets raid set bonuses. You do the exact same thing for the planets. Why would I want those raid benefits? Why would I want, you know, perk benefits and, and buffs on the planets? Again, if they create a difficulty spectrum, you might want those extra buffs, extra perks, because if you go to IO at level 700, 
you know, you would want those extra perks to be activated. You want to be as strong as possible. Now, I talked about this as well, okay? If, if you had a full set of IO gear, what if that full set of IO gear, when you wore four pieces or more, extra perks appeared right here that made you extra strong, okay? Now, those perks aren't active unless you go into 700 power level environments. So, you're not like breaking low level content like strikes, public events, lost sectors, you know, old raids and stuff that are below your power level. Those perks only activate when you're at max power. You don't understand what I mean. The weapons are okay in the engine, but the reason why they stopped the Iron Banner ornament system was due to functional limitations. They mentioned that at GDC. You're correct. Every helmet and ornament can be loaded regardless of whether it has to be earned, and there is also so much memory, and they ran out quickly in a 12-player environment on console. Well, if they did away with the Iron Banner ornament system because of those limitations, my hope would be that they could look at it and say... Well, we can do, because if they do the collections idea, then you wouldn't really store things in your inventory. You you wouldn't change things here. You would change things over in collections. That might help with 12 people running around. If they don't have anything in their inventory other than what's equipped, that might help. Again... I can see what you're saying. Like, if there's two, if there's not enough memory, oh, they've changed this helmet to the way, oh, that the, the way that it works. That might hurt the memory situation. But if nobody has anything in their inventory, it might work because you're dealing with old consoles at this point. That's part of the equation. These old consoles are limited. Uh, wordy. I missed the talk, but from a production implementation standpoint, what would your system allow for, say, year one, season two competitive ornaments to be put? Uh, onto the current armor. Could it be a value point for expressing seniority and prestige? Well, yeah. You could go and say, you know what? I really love the way the... I really love the way the armor set uh, Turrish Shade looks. I think it's dope. This is from the you know the second raid layer. Well, then you could change... Th- this, this armor set has no perks. But if I could change my current helmet to look that way... It would. I would have my perks, I'd have my role that I like, and I would change its appearance. You know? One too many. As someone who hasn't been able to play D2 since January, do you think now is a good time to get back in or should wait it out? Uh, I should, uh, if I should wait it out, it would be worth waiting until September. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to give you advice on this. If you did most of the stuff in Black Armory, I don't think Drifter's worth it unless you really enjoy Gambit. And you're going to have to wait on Opulence. Like, should you wait until September? I don't know. I, I happen to think Opulence is going to be really, really good, but we got to wait. We got to wait until they start promoting it. You know, we got to wait and see what what's going to be the draw. What's going to be the reason to play Opulence? What's going to be the content? What's going to be the new activity, etc. Uh, Zeradith. I think Transmog is a great idea. It's very popular in World of Warcraft because of the customization. I'm just confused as to how it would affect gear roles since you're no longer trying to get specific gear item with a specific role. Rather, any gear piece with any role since you can Transmog. Again, you may have missed it. This would be best suited if there were set bonuses. So sure, you got your great gauntlets and chest piece and helmet, 
but if you're not wearing a full set of raid gear or EDZ gear or a full set of strike gear in that in that in that situation you do have a desire to keep grinding for great roles because those great roles will then also be complemented by those extra perks or those set bonuses and transmog is there as a backstop to say your full raid set doesn't have to look like the other guys that you always raid with your full EDZ set your full strike set your full, full crucible set doesn't have to look like every other person in the crucible because you can go in and transmog it to make it look different so to a certain extent without set bonuses you're right it would be like I got a god roll player of gauntlets I don't need to chase any gauntlets I'll just keep changing the way these appear so you're correct but what would make your your point incorrect is if they said nope this new raid has raid set bonuses you're gonna want a full set all the planets have full set bonuses and again the only way this works without corrupting and wrecking your inventory in your vault is if you store it all in the collections and when you change loadouts it just pulls it from the collections uh neil wolf what are your expectations for season of opulence i again i i think it's going to be good because it kind of has to be um it's being the change it on the fly that's the problem if it was being loaded at the tower or in or- orbit, being docked before preloaded of the environment, that could work. Although now they run into the issue that Vicarious Visions was the PC developer and they've completed their work on D2. There's a very small chance of them having another team take up any reworks on the PC version of D2 uh, other than what the live team can do. Right, and I see what you're saying, Freight Train. They would basically say, if you want to change the appearance of an item, you can't do it in an activity. You gotta do it in the collections. So I would have to go to collections and say, I love my crucible set, but I want to change the helmet to look like this. So the same way that I'm changing the shader, I would come in here, I would change it, boom, and I would lock it in. So whenever it pulls that helmet from inventory, it would be pulling it with that appearance. So you wouldn't run into the issue of people being able to change it on the fly. All those memories, uh, you know, all, all the memory problems wouldn't be an issue at that point. JD Gamer, what are your thoughts of the annual pass right now? Do you think we could see Ada frames inside of Season of Opulence the way that we grind for rolls inside six-man activity? I really, really, I mean really, really hope they're able to give us the directional bounty kind of system from Ada in a lot more places. Not just Opulence. Not just Opulence. We need those to be everywhere. I, I think that intentionality needs to be everywhere. So, that seems like a pretty significant change in development effort. Well, you got to consider something, Trippin' Monkey. If it's as simple as treating the collections like a vault, which the collections kind of already are, you can right now go to collections and I can pull whatever the frick I want from here. It just costs me, um, well, not the randomized gear, sorry. Um, I can pull this Phoenix Strife out. I can. And it's got a static roll, right? It's got a set roll. Same thing with guns from year one. All they have to do, and all they have to do, it might be more complicated than this, all they have to do is allow me to set the roll of the wing discipline. Set the roll, you know, the wing discipline chest armor. 
So then it's sitting in collections the exact same way everything else is. Now, someone might say, well, from a data that database standpoint, Lono, you can't really do that because everybody pulls the same wing theorem helmet out. You're talking about actually changing the data point in the collections. True, but how, I mean, how many, how many slots are in your vault and your characters? Okay. So I want you to think about how many slots you have here on each character. So you got nine on each. You gotta multiply that by five for the armor, and then three. Oh, and then and then and then four for over here. Okay. So five times nine over here is forty-five. You know, four times nine over here is thirty-six. So you're dealing with, you know, six on the five is fifty-one. Fifty-one plus the three is like what? What? Eighty-one slots right now that I have in my inventory without going to my vault. I don't know how many slots there are in the vault. So if you consider all of that is I can go right now and change my gear on the fly. I can go right now into my vault and change gear on the fly when I'm in the tower. How? Why could you not just then shove all these data points into the collections then instead? We're already holding all those data points anyway. There's 500 slots in the vault. Okay, so just round it up to 600 then. I can basically at any point in time have 600 potential slots of things that can be pulled out, okay? Now, when I look here, this says there's 1,100. um, Well, no, not 600. It would need to be 600, 700, 800, roughly 800 because if you include all three characters. Now, there's a lot more. Flare, let's ignore flare. Vehicles, ignore vehicles. Ghost shells, uh, weapons, and armor. Because exotics are static and don't change, okay? So, weapons, armor, and ghost shells would need to be weighed in and totaled up, which according to this, there's 459 weapons, 1186 pieces of armor, and 165 ghost shells. So, that's more... That's more than I can presently hold on my on, on three characters and the vault. Three characters and the vault adds up to about 800 items, and we've got roughly, you know, 1,500, 1,600, roughly 1,700 pieces in the collections, which obviously that's going to continue to go up. So again, Bungie would need to come up with a way for me to go in here and change the data point on this wing discipline and say, I have a wing discipline helmet in my inventory right now. I would like to store it here. And then that's the role that's stored in collections. If they have a way of doing that. We'd also be using less vault as we wouldn't be keeping multiple rolls in the same armor. Right. So if you were able to say, I want to store this version of Vigil of Heroes in the vault, okay, I'm sorry, in collections, so that it's always there, they just need to come up a way for us to basically have the ability to change the data point in the collections. So that, and then you'd have to pair that with a, a loadout system. If Dim can do a loadout system, Bungie can do a loadout system. I would push, you know, you have 10 boxes up here and box number nine is my raid loadout. I hold down the button on the raid loadout. You can't do it in an activity. You got to be outside the activity. Maybe they might need to do that. Um, Or else it's just going to bring it all over and then you have to equip it. Uh, But if you do it in orbit, it hot swaps everything. It literally takes everything off of you and puts it in collections and then equips all the stuff that you need. And then that's your loadout. And it pulls from collections. And now you have a reason to grind for full sets. Now you have a reason 
to also want to change the appearance of full sets because when you run the raid you and your five buddies don't all want to look the same the fill sorry this is from yesterday what do you think of the effect of staff philosophy changes that Bungie will have on world's first races do you think there will still be the same release schedule that makes week long no life grind even compete or will more RPG nature with min maxing subvert the super uh, grind week well obviously I don't know if they're going to change their attitude we don't know this right this is this is what's obvious right I don't know what their attitude is going to be about raids with respect to raids are a pretty strong marketing mechanic right raids are a pretty strong marketing mechanic you can you can leverage the new content market the new content bring everybody's attention to the new content by being like come watch the raid you know your question is not just about the timing of the raid, it's also about, like, you got a no-life grind. Again, if leveling is not made better, I think raids are going to continue to become a sour point for the community, because it's like, oh, nice, the raid launches in a week and a half. My RNG is bad, I have no enhancement cores, so that means I'm going to watch the same four teams compete this year, again, because they're the only ones who manage to navigate the grind and get the things needed, uh, you know, to push, to push into to push into raid contention. I just think that's going to continue to be a sour point. Now, if you want to ra- launch the raid in close proximity to the DLC, that's fine. That's fine if there's a there's a clear pathway to leveling. But when you have literally an entire team that has bad luck and can't even make an attempt, and you contrast that to a team who had you know bad you know good rng they're all above the delta it's not even a fair race you know what i mean i would think i would think you would definitely want to do one of two things if you want to keep the crap leveling system that we have now then you got to push the raid launch date out a little bit further if you want the raid to launch earlier and close you got to empower people to level up better you got to empower people to progress so they can go compete. If you're going to do jackets and all these things and all this prestige, and you're going to clap people on the back who basically competed against the tiniest slice of the community because people either had bad RNG or didn't have enough time or ran out of milestones. It's like, congratulations, you competed against 0.000% of the community and you beat like basically three or four other teams that were truly in contention. It just, they've got to figure that out, you know, or just global cap everybody so no one can get beyond a cap. So everybody goes in on the, on the ground level. There's no, there's nobody above deltas or above pain points with other people significantly below those deltas and those pain points. It just makes the race kind of stupid. Um, you know what I mean? Wordy. Following up on the earlier crafting question, would crafting, if implemented in D3, alleviate any pain points? Uh, if you could have a hand in design, how would crafting fit into the identity of destiny? Here's the thing. I would think that crafting would have to be done in such a specific way. Crafting in general grates against a game like Destiny and Borderlands uh, and Diablo. Because you're basically looping through the content over and over again, hoping for good drops. Okay? Crafting is the ability to bypass that 
or mitigate the need to do, to do that, right? Like, oh, I don't have to grind. I can make my own. Oh, I don't have to chase that. I can make my own. So crafting would have to be done in a way of whether crafting was like an investment in the gear. Oh, I love this pair. I love this pair of gauntlets. I'm going to invest materials, crafting materials in this gauntlet over time, and it's going to change its appearance. It's going to unlock new, you know, new ornamental, uh, you know, new ornamental things. Now, crafting in, in Diablo, I forgot that there was crafting with the, with the, the, the blacksmith. I don't really remember how it works, but in general, crafting has got to be, you got to be very, very careful with crafting and trading. Crafting and trading can be literal acid on loot incentive because you're just like I can do this this is quicker this is easier and I can just craft stuff oh I can just do this and trade with my buddy oh I don't need to go after that my buddy gave me one you gotta be very very careful with both crafting and trading so the legendary four king says do you think there will be much talk from the community about trials at the summit uh, I think it is a big piece of what is missing in the current state of Destiny 2. 3v3 elimination D1 style trials would be a huge hit in my opinion. Historically speaking, this is not going to rally the base. Historically speaking, trials was not a majority of the player base. I, I, I don't want people... It doesn't make me happy that a percentage of the player base feels like they can't do the thing they love doing. That doesn't make me happy. I liked watching Crafty and Wish and Grenader Jake and Lab. I liked watching them run trials on the weekends. It was enjoyable. It really was. I started streaming other games other than Destiny on the weekend because it was just like, that's kind of what the directory is all about on the weekend. Okay. So it doesn't bring me joy or maybe happy like, haha, they don't get trials. But at the same time, we have to be honest about trials presence in the game with respect to how many people actually engage with it. It would not reinvigorate the game. It would not create this sudden groundswell of people playing PvP. It could, it could, if they were to recapture the spirit of the Trials Bounties. If you recapture the spirit of the Trials Bounties and you could fill the Trials player base with casuals, it might work. It might work. They would have to limit the maps. They, 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 they really would. They'd have to limit the maps. Some of the maps would suck 3v3 Elim. They'd be terrible. So they'd have to be a small smattering of maps, and they'd have to reinvigorate the player base by recapturing the spirit of Trials Bounties before Rise of Iron. I can go in and grind for a hand cannon, a Trials hand cannon, and I can use the bounties to do that. And then if you go flawless, there's better versions of those things. So, if they don't do that, Trials doesn't have a prayer of doing anything for this game or this community. Bumble17, Holtzman suggested that the reason the Iron Banner ornament system was abandoned was because while it saved Vault Space, it was entered into the database as a whole new set. The potential problem with your system, which I like, is that you would need to add an armor set to every current set of armor, so your raid needs EDZ, ETC, uh, as does your IO stat. Again, if they utilize it in the collections and you change it in collections, it it might be it 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 might work. It's not in my inventory. It's not in my vault. Um, so 
if it's not in my inventory it's not in my vault if I do it in collections before pulling it out that piece of gear doesn't have a bunch of armor attached to it it's a helmet that is literally called you know the, the helmet would be titled let's just say it was titled Helm of the Great Hunt and it has those perks on it but it looks like the Trobottle Celebration Mask well, that's not sitting in my inventory as Helm of the Great Hunt with this giant shader menu, like every single armor piece is available. It would be its own item that was changed in collections. And if you wanted to change it again, you'd have to go to collections, change it, and then pull it back out. So really what you would be doing is just pinpointing data points in the in the database and saying, I want the appearance of the... Trobottle celebration mask combined with my stored helm of the saint uh, I'm sorry helm of the great hunt helmet and then it just spits out an item and says here you go so I'm not actively ha- in engaging with every armor piece in the database in my inventory at all times I basically go to the collections and say spit out this helmet and it's a helmet that just only contains those data points not every single data point Again, I'm not a developer, but I think they could get it to work again by using it in the collections uh, first. Because collections would be where you would configure your loadouts, so you could change your loadouts on the fly, you could change the cosmetic appearances of the items, etc. So, would it not be better to choose what armor appearance to apply from the collection screen as though you're tracking the armor piece? That's exactly what I'm saying, yes. You would basically go into the collections and you would say, okay, for the sake of the database and not b- crashing the game, I got a great roll on these wing discipline gauntlets, but the blades on the shoulders are a little much. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to say, apply this appearance. You might even be able to like select it, boom here, and then come down here to, to Exodus Dawn gauntlets, boom, and, and pull the pull the pull the appearance over. So somebody in chat is saying Briar thought the same idea up. Holt said it wouldn't work like that. Obviously the collections isn't working in the way that I'm stating. So I might be s- describing a, a a skyscraper of development. They're like, dude, that'd take a freaking year to develop. But I think going forward that would be a much better way for them to implement navigating vault space, navigating loadouts, and adjusting the cosmetics and saving the rolls on weapons. Obviously, not we're not getting this in the summer, but they can implement an idea like this maybe in Destiny 3. I thought it was free. At the very least, should enhanced perks be available on more than just Dreaming City Armor? Yes. They have one of the easiest solutions to the enhancement core problem staring them dead in the face and it's contained in the word enhancement enhanced perks it's that it's literally the name of the perk right here direct from the lamp right here enhanced hand cannon reloader okay enhanced cannon loader sorry it's enhanced that's really weird we use the term enhanced somewhere else we have enhancement cores so, make it costly. If I could go in here and I could say, you know what? Give me enhanced dynamo. Reduce a super cooldown when using your class ability. Add a, add a, 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 a second and a half or something. I don't freaking know. Make a, make, make a little difference. You want to enhance this perk? No problem. You got to dump 20 enhancement cores. In, I don't know. Set, set, set some price that even if you're weakly grinding spider and the Hawthorne bounty, 
you're gonna basically you're gonna basically need to have a bunch to do it speaking of which I probably should go grab those bounties and try and do those before reset <laughs> surge 606 do you feel like an event uh, could get old gear with random rolls would be beneficial to the dry content days if it's free yeah if you if you charge people for recycled content you need to be very very careful I've been calling for them to do that in the next annual pass but they got to be really really careful because people are like, wait, I paid money for what now? You know, I paid money for armor sets and guns that came with vanilla. What the frick is actually happening right now? Um, you got to be really careful with it. They can use it as a gap filler and a supplemental thing, but if they do, if they do too much, then people are going to be kind of miffed. I personally think if they went back and took every single gun from year one, every single armor piece from year one, gave it the year two treatment, put it in all the NPCs loot pools, and attach that to the annual pass, anybody complaining about that's an idiot. That's a mountain of content and gear that, oh, it's a reskin. Not really. Not really. Because those guns year one sucked and they were static rolls or the armor had no perks. So to a certain extent, no, they would be new. They would be new. But they gotta be careful because people would complain anyway. Zeradith. I don't think transmog should cost anything. Uh, just makes it a hassle at that point. What are your thoughts? Given how much customization could come from this, right? How many actual items could you change and change, you know, and really, really want to customize and, and, and adjust your look? You wouldn't want it to turn into this massive pain point of currency of like, well, Jiminy freaking Christmas. I just want to change how I look and it's going to cost X, Y, and Z. I agree with you. I don't think it should cost anything. Wordy. Could this add extra value for seasonal events? For example, Souls of Heroes armor is so uh, rest in peace, which is unfortunate because I worked really hard for it. Right. This is enough. See, see what this does, man, this actually we're kind of seeing the light right now aren't we transmog has a lot of benefits because then when they do like a seasonal event armor or faction rally armor and you're like why the frick would i want to grind for that well number one set bonuses and then beyond the set bonuses later on when you've moved on from the solstice of heroes armor or you've moved on from the faction rally armor it retains some of its value because you can say, you know what? I really like the appearance of that armor. I'm going to make my helmet look like that helmet. It goes really well with this new chess piece that they came out with. These gauntlets and these boots actually look really, really dope with this chess piece, right? They, you know, I'm, I'm going to, then it retains some of its value. You know, it, 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 be, it, it endures beyond the event. Solstice armor, year one raid armor, you know, all kind of stuff. Whether it is, whatever it is, and then when someone's like, think about it from this angle. Think about it from this angle. Okay? Think about it from this angle. Yo! What the frick? It's September of 2019. What helmet is that? Oh, well. You're gonna have to go and play the Leviathan Raid. You're gonna have to go and play Escalation Protocol. You're gonna have to go and do X, Y, and Z. Because you don't have this. I made my new helmet look like this. This is an this is an old year one relic. You know, this is this isn't even around anymore. Nobody uses this. That that adds that layer of prestige and trophy to, you know, grind and things that you did back when the game first came out. Not a lot of people playing the game right now would have that stuff. You would you would have that sense of uniqueness and coolness that that other people might not have. You know, I think that again, 
Uh, Revelry does not end today. Uh, today is April 30th, and it goes for one more week uh, after reset. Um, to me, that's just another that's just another way to kind of reward people for the things that they did. Imagine if you could suddenly go through and pick through all that year one gear, the IO sets, the EDZ sets, and change the way that your 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 gear looked. That would be kind of cool. I've got raid one set, you know, raid sets from year one. This would be another reason for them to do strike specific loot like armor sets and things because they would become relics of the past that could be brought back out in the future. And you could say, I mean, end game. Dude, some of these helmets are pretty dope looking. You know, I go to the Titan. I go to end game. I might decide that uh, these boots look really, really good. Right. So I go to collections. Okay, I go to armor, I go to endgame, I'm on my titan, and I'm looking at the Greaves of the Emperor's Champion, okay? And I throw on, you know, a a red and white, and it's got the glow, you know? I might decide that these look really cool with some new armor set that comes out. Like, sometimes an armor set comes out and you're like, I don't really like the boots, or I don't really like the gauntlets. You start combing over really old gear and really try and make yourself look dope, really make yourself look sexy. NSAC says, just a little bit off topic, but to me it seems like everything that happens in the game uh, Weapon Nerfs all relates to Crucible. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to beat, beat up the Crucible any more than it already is, especially with the incoming Luna nerfs and stuff. I, th- th- there have been nerfs and adjustments that had nothing to do with Crucible. Uh, nerfing the Wardcliffe Coil, nerfing machine guns, nerfing ammo capacity on the Whisper, ammo capacity on the Sleeper. These were not nerfs that had anything to do with the Crucible. It's just Bungie deciding that rather than buffing other weapons like grenade launchers and rocket launchers um, and you know linear fusions they decide to lower the efficiency of other weapons it's a bad sentimentality and philosophy that's been in place at Bungie for a while and they can't seem to shake it it's like a cold that comes back every year we're not going to nerf anything guys we're going to raise other items to make them more powerful six months later they're like oh man oh gosh I got I'm coming down with something. I think I, I think I got the nerf flu. Yep, definitely got the nerf flu. Yeah, so we're gonna take a bunch of these items that were really powerful and you guys really liked, and we're gonna weaken them because it's not you know it's easier to do that than to make rocket launchers viable in endgame PVE content and you know grenade launchers and linear fusions and you know it's it's just gonna be easier to weaken these things. And then they get it out of their system. They feel better. They recover from the nerf flu, and then they're like, "Okay, we don't have to do that again." Now let's let's start raising things and making them more powerful again. It's again, it's like the common cold. They can't avoid it. No matter how hard they how hard they try, every year they decide there's like the, suddenly there's like this season of nerfs. They got to weaken things. They got to make things lower in their strength. And it's like, why? What's the point of this? Why are you doing this? You know what? Why did you have to touch our precious? Um, our precious, you know, whisper ammo. What's the point of this? Why'd you do this? You know, they could you could have left those things alone. Now somebody might say that you know that these things were necessary. Content was trivial. I think that's up for debate. Personally, I don't know how trivial content was being made by whisper ammo. Most encounters, if you can nail the crit spot, you, you know, whisper ammo, whisper ammo ain't the problem. Uh, <laughs> whisper ammo ain't the problem. Uh, it's the fact that you, you gotta, all you gotta do is make sure you got three shots and a steady hand and whispers going to trivialize the boss. Um, so Murph dog, a little off topic, but do you think they should clean up Zavala's loot pool? Like how they did with the gunsmith's loot pool and the countless packages I've turned in. I've only gotten five service revolvers, one of which has a good role on it. Um, well, 
maybe, maybe. They don't need to shrink the loot pool too much to where you're basically just buying endless versions of the service revolver. Uh, but you know, they could consider trimming it down a little bit and saying that, you know, it needs, it needs some, it needs some trimming going home to trim the tree. Uh, do you think transmog only between same armor sets could work only able to transmog crucible, uh, armor set or EDZ armor set. It would prevent a great, great raid perks from being applicable to crucible sets. Well, no, but again, you would, you would be wearing, you would be wearing the raid armor. Right? You'd be wearing the raid armor and you would just make it look how you want. You earned the raid armor. You earned that role and you're wearing it and you got it. Now, in- infusing perks is a similar idea that we've come up with. Oh, I got these raid gauntlets. I love enhanced hand cannon reloader, but I really like these gauntlets better. And then you infuse, uh, you infuse the perk, you know. Masterclass. Do you think transmog adds more longevity to the grind due to people having more things they want out of necessity having the right perks? Transmog really doesn't add longevity if they don't add sets. Because if I don't need a set bonus from EDZ or the raid or any of those other places, like if I don't feel any pull to go for a full set, then that kind of doesn't, you kind of don't need transmog. Transmog only really adds grind if you're actively giving us reasons to get multiple sets why do i need a full edz set io io set well there's multiple things that would need to happen for that sentimentality to suddenly start existing you don't need a full set of perks for the edz unless you can actually increase the difficulty of the game and need that like oh i can make the edz a lot harder i can make strikes a lot harder i can increase these things um well, that's when that's when you would suddenly feel the need to chase those perks. There's got to be a tangible benefit in the game. If you don't have a tangible benefit in the game, then people are just going to be like, I'll just make everything look how I want right out of collections and ignore all these pursuits and grinds. Uh, Psychotic Goldfish. Why have Transmog rather than just going back to Strength, Intellect, Discipline and allowing armor to drop with different roles the way it did in original destiny you can do that right now they've actually done that to a certain extent uh, armor can drop as mobile uh what is it mobile survivalist and restorative and mo- and heavy i think those are all of them mobile survivalist heavy restorative uh and i think that's all of them that can drop random and then the perks themselves are random they've already done this Uh, I am Relos. Sorry if it uh, if this was mentioned before. Why not just make the armor skin uh, by the armor slot? E.g., no matter what helmet you put in, it would be just displaying your armor skin helmet. Sorry, English is not my native language. I like your suggestion. I actually like your suggestion. That might actually work better. You're not actually changing the property of the item itself. You're just going here and saying, you're going to each slot and saying, this is the skin, this is the ornament that I would like to have on. And then whatever you equip is just beneath that ornament. Um, I feel like that's a little bit different than what I would than transmog because transmog, you would be able to click on the item. Somebody could inspect you, click on the item and say, okay, he's wearing gauntlets from the raid and he's got an ornament on there to make it look like tangled shore gauntlets or whatever um i think i think that could be i think that could be good um that could be a good way of doing it 
whenever because because then it's more about the items themselves your way would might work from a database standpoint it might make it easier for Bungie to implement but at the end of the day my concern would be that it takes away from the identity of like inspecting someone's gear and be like what the, what are they doing right now now what you're saying could just do it could just equip the the ornament in the inventory screen so when they highlight your helmet they're 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 being shown like what what's the actual um what's the actual ornament you're you're doing it in a different way you're selecting it not on the item but in your actual loadout um which could uh could make for a really really good system internally for Bungie to give us this system and not feel like they have to recreate the entire game and the entire collection system they could do it in a in maybe a more streamlined way I still think you'd want it to be done in a way where somebody could highlight the gear and know exactly where the gear came from, what you know, what the perks are, and then what ornament are you rocking, kind of a thing. Uh, Cajun G, what are your thoughts on Destiny having a trading system? Uh, trading certain roles with fellow guardians or currencies? No, 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 no. Yeah, I said that trading earlier. I said trading and crafting is really, really dangerous. I don't want trading in Destiny. I see Axeman. Why do you think they have not done strike-specific loot? Why is it specific loot only in Nightfalls? I want to be able to grind those weapons in a strike playlist. Well, because strike playlists are a joke and they're really easy. I think the way you do strike-specific loot is through Zavala and a bounty system. So you stay in the playlist and you grind and you satisfy those bounties and they're similar to Ada's bounties. Now you have strike-specific loot that rotates each week and it is more thematically in line with a playlist that you stay in and you grind. Instead of saying, oh, just click the strike off the freaking map and then just play it all day until you get the roll that you want, I mean, if they did that, they'd have to make strikes significantly stronger. I think Nightfall-specific gear is a completely fine system as long as the Nightfalls rotate properly, which that's on Bungie to make sure that happens. But in general, I think I think you could easily... Um, I think you could easily say, hey, uh, strikes now have strike-specific loot, but it all gets funneled through a Zavala bounty system. Doodly. Expanding on the idea of set bonuses, what do you think could be some interesting uh, for set bonuses? Personally, a damage bonus uh, or for a specific location might be a little boring after a while. Maybe have different tiers of set bonuses and exotic bonuses. Well, I mean, you could do you could do things that are random and in line with the items. Like uh, Titan's got a lot of arc stuff going on in the water. So, what if all the set bonuses on Titan would be arc in theme? You know, you can get different, different things can happen randomly. Um, different things can happen randomly while you're on Titan. And it's all centered around the theme of Ark. You could do something like that. Uh, that would be, that could be cool. Because then it, 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 it's tied to the planet. Nessus, you know, I, I don't know if you could do it with every single planet. But you could start to do things like that. Like, well, when you're on this planet, the armor sets do... Uh, X, Y, and Z, and I almost missed him. He was hiding over here. You know, if if the planet is is got this going on or these enemies going on, you could. Uh, I think this guy's looking for him. I waited for you, brother. I waited for you. Uh, trying to be a good guy. <laughs> trying to be a good guy. Story of my life lately. The, so I, I, yeah, I think that if you if you gave 
set bonuses that were thematically different for every planet. Because then it might not necessarily be about power. It could be about power and fun, but you, I don't know. What if, what if, when you turn EDZ up to level 700, like let's say you want to go on to the EDZ and you want to set the difficulty to 700, and when it's at 700, different modifiers are active. Those modifiers could be in line with the armor set bonuses. So if the EDZ turns on solar burn and um, grounded, okay, you got to stay on the ground, but solar burn's going on. Well, the armor set bonus for the EDZ could have solar themed things that happen. And what if it gave you like damage and reload bonuses as long as you stay on the ground? Like the longer you're on the ground, the longer you could call it like boots on the ground. That boots on the ground perk could be like the longer you're on the ground, the less often you jump, the more often, uh, the higher it stacks, you reload faster and you do more damage. Okay. Now what you've just done is you've given me a tangible benefit that is I'm playing differently. I'm stronger on the EDZ, which means raising the power level to 700 is being met by the gear that I've grinded for. See, I mean, I, that, that's just off the top of my head, but like that's something you could do. As soon as you set a given thing, whether it's the strike playlist or a public space, as soon as you set it to the highest possible difficulty, modifiers get activated. Those modifiers could be thematically in sync with the set bonuses from the gear, right? Because now it's like, oh, grounded sucks. No worries. I got a full set bonus. I get boots on the ground, boots on the ground enables power buffs and reload buffs the longer I stay on the ground. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Different things like that. Random, a random solar grenade, you know, get shot out of your primary. I don't know, just stupid stuff like that, because solar burns on. Again, what you're trying to do is you're trying to create not just a reason to grind. Like, oh, well, you can go get all these set bonuses. You have to create a reason to not just grind, but a reason to equip. You can grind for great gear, but if there's no reason to equip that gear, then it kind of doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, Ant made it. There's, uh, they always refer to graphs and charts and stuff about player base and player usage. Why do you think this is? And when you say transmogging, you're referring to World of Warcraft, right? So you can have the armor from Crucible, uh, the looks of it, but the stats and perks of raid armor. Yes, yes. But again, you gotta earn, you gotta earn those raid armor pieces. You wouldn't just happen to have the stats of raid armor uh they like to use chats and and, and charts and uh, stats and chats they like to use stats and charts because they track everything they track everything they track every every decision the community makes behavior trends where people go how long they stay there they track all of that and the reason they track all of that is it helps inform future content adjustments patches updates Soul Scorcher. Do you think that transitioning the loot grind to hunting for perks and mods rather than the armor itself would make for a better experience rather than getting planetary mats, uh, get components for mods and guns and gear? This this is more in the lines of like a crafting system where you're grinding for mats and building your 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 best version of a gun. I don't think that's that's that works in a loot in a loot pursuit game. Loot pursuit games are they rise and fall on the excitement of the chase. Why? Because every time something drops, there's a chance it's dope. Every time you see that little tinkling thing hit the ground, you you have this, oh, it might be the one. Oh, it could be the... And you, and you feel drawn to it. When you're just grinding for mats, that is just so static, static and boring. 
I mean, what your your twenty fifth mat, you know, that you pick up off the ground or that you get from killing a boss. Your twenty fifth mat, you're like, yay! Now I can add such and such perk. I think that is just so transactional and just boring. I don't think it would go over very well. Killer Cam Cam. I know you've had talks on this before, but do you think having a limited armor pool creates a lack of diversity in how our guardians look? We made year one armor relevant. Yeah, I mean, we're, this is what the entire talk today has been about. Number one, bring back a lot of the old armor sets. Number two, if they do armor sets with set bonuses, then you would need to say, you know, hey, that I can make myself look different. So whenever I go into a raid or I go to the EDZ, every single person on that planet doesn't look exactly the same as me. Right? Oh, we're on the EDZ for the Flashpoint this week. Everybody's wearing their EDZ armor sets, and we all look literally exactly the same. So, that would be a reason to do this. But again, it doesn't really get traction if you don't have the gear sets and the set bonuses. Um, T. Michael says, How does this fit with your previous assertions of leaving old gear behind? It does fit because new gear could always be dropped that has cooler perks is more powerful you cannot infuse your your gauntlets up okay so you got to kind of leave those behind you got to chase new new planetary sets new raid sets new guns and when you chase all those new guns they have new perks new benefits they're stronger and on top of that if you really miss the way you looked in year two you can use transmog to make yourself look like year two if that makes sense so that's that's again all I'm trying to add is customization and depth I'm not just trying to play dress up there would be a reason you would want transmog and that reason would be armor sets and set bonuses you know so I, I think that would be I think that would be the the a, a really great way to give transmog legs. You don't just do transmog for the sake of doing transmog. Like, hey, you can change the way you look now. Like, oh, we're just playing dress up, right? No, it would be there's armor sets and set bonuses in the game now, and that makes it to where there is a there's a clear benefit to. You know, you have all the gear that you want, and you're grinding for those set bonuses, and you're stronger. And well, well, why would I want to be stronger? Well, if you can ra- again, if you can raise the power level of a given area, and then there's a reason to do it. What would be the reason to raise the power level to a given area? Bounties. That planet gets new bounties that season added. New new guns, guns with new perks. You know, maybe new ornaments that can be gotten to add to your armor sets or whatever. And you can only really grind for those things if you raise the power level of the area. Well, in order to raise the power level of the area, you're really going to want to min-max your armor loadout from that planet. You're going to want to get a full set. You're doing a staggered grind. Get the full set on EDZ. Now that you got the full set on EDZ, you're stronger. You can activate the perks. You can be. You can have the set bonuses. And then, whenever you raise the power level of the EDZ, it's a lot harder, and it's attached to bounties that Devrim K has. Hey, now that you're here... It's a lot harder, a lot harder areas, a lot harder enemies, you know, public events and lost sectors are going to be significantly more challenging, but you can now grind for this bounty here for this, this, this gun that's new this season. You give each NPC, I don't know, two guns, they alternate each week and you would be going after those, yeah, like legendary bounties 
and then he would keep spinning you you could keep doing it over and over and over again the way we did the ada bounties but you can't do it unless you set the area to 700 you're not going to want to set the area to 700 if you don't have the full set bonuses you're you're staggering the grind you're not just being like oh we've got new stuff go buy it from the vendors oh we've got new stuff just play until you get it you're staggering the grind and here's where it would get really really cool every season every season it could all rotate this season the armor from the edz has set bonuses that are different than last season because the modifiers are different so then you're like well we got to store this edz set in collections put it away it's not it's not going to be relevant this season i want to get the new armor set from the edz once i have the new armor set from the edz i'm strong enough i've got the set bonus that lines up with the modifiers i can now go set the edz to 700 and i can chase the new uh you know the new guns that rotate every two weeks every other week because you've got you know two guns per planet there's you know what is it 10 locations or eight i think it's eight yeah it's four four vanilla two dlc planets and then the tangled shore and the dreaming city eight locations eight npcs that's two guns a season times those eight npcs that's 16 new guns a season and you got to get all those armor sets right and you can be like well i have a full armor set for the edz i don't really like it um but at least it gives me, you know, at least it gives me the set bonuses or whatever, you know? So that's going to do it for the final question. I'm not going to shut down the stream. If you're here live right now and you've enjoyed this conversation, be sure to click the follow button. That is the heart button. That's a free and easy way to support what I do. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash Rage. Come on in, join the conversation. As always, if you're listening or watching in those other locations, I appreciate you doing that. Please like, share, and subscribe.